Hola, hello, bonjour, ciao, sveiki. All of these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcos, a European university alliance that brings together seven universities spread across Europe. Bergen, Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon, Padua and Vilnius together are Arcos. This is the Arcos podcast. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leliak and Pietro Osti. Welcome everybody to another episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills. As the tradition wants, we are here uh, getting ready for here another story from the Arcus Alliance or Galaxy as we <laughs> defined it in the previous episode. And as always, uh, welcome Gerald. Ciao Pietro. Come stai? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thank you for your Italian too. We are improving <laughs> languages also. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we are here today with uh, Eunice Cascant from the Université de Lyon. Uh, welcome, Eunice. Thank you for having me. Okay, so the topic is female word, migrant word, entrepreneurship. But first of all, I, I will ask uh, Eunice to briefly present herself. Thank you so much, Pedro. Uh, my name is Eunice Cascant. I'm a PhD researcher in international management, specializing in female migrant entrepreneurship at the University of Germola in Lyon. Okay, thank you very much. Gerrit, I think we can dive into the topics. Yes, definitely. I just uh, wondered, uh, Eunice, how long have you been working in this area? Very good question. Um, I'm a fresh researcher in the field of uh, migration. However, I've been privileged to be a freelance um, consultant. I work with uh, female migrants in trying to to develop their business models, to do uh, feasibility market studies. But also, I've been privileged enough to have eight years of working experience in international freight forwarding. I've worked with uh, multinationals as a business development manager, and uh, I do have a lot of experience in importation and exportation and international trade in general. The things we are investigating today, let's say, It's this entrepreneurshipal, I don't know the exact word in English, sorry, of migrants that maybe, and that's the, the first real question, that migrants tend to be more, yeah, more active in this field than the native people. Uh, how is that? That is very interesting. Um, I would like to actually say that migration and entrepreneurship, they are two intertwined aspects. Migrant activities, according to a recent report, contributes to $95 trillion to both host country and home country gross GDP. Now, why are migrants more entrepreneurial in nature than natives? Migrants face a lot of hardships, especially in the labor integration mainstream. So they look at entrepreneurship as a way to mitigate unemployment and underemployment or even the skill limbo migrants look at entrepreneurship as a way out to mitigate barriers, the loopholes in the mainstream market and the like. Thank you. Uh, that's very uplifting for all the people who move to another country for whatever reasons. Uh, what special challenges do women face when they want to become an entrepreneur? What are the challenges? What is beneficial to them? What do you think? Being a female is already a challenge in the entrepreneurial world. Now, being a female and a migrant, double challenge. Most of the female migrants that I had a chance to interact with had limited access to bank loans or collateral security. Then others were faced by institutional barriers. And then thirdly, most of them were confronted with insufficient networks 
or even awareness. If I look at the solutions, we can work around. We can have an inclusive entrepreneurial ecosystem in the host countries, an ecosystem that permits training, mentoring, coaching activities to female migrants. And then also it's very uh, vital to optimize the entrepreneurial environment to help these startup female migrant uh, companies that are actually struggling to make their footprint in the host countries. I would say that when it comes to finances, networks are very important. Financial literacy is very important. Crowdfunding is very important. But let's not forget that there are benefits to female migrant entrepreneurship. One, entrepreneurship is a catalyst for economic development in the host countries. They also go ahead and create jobs for the minority migrants who cannot even access the labor market. But they are also of innovation. Migrants carry tacit knowledge and this tacit knowledge can act as knowledge spillovers. Take an example of the Silicon Valley. That is evident. And then I'll give you one of the last benefits. For ethnic female migrants, of course, they do import and export. They were able to find niches or uh, vacancy chains of the products that are missing here in the host countries. And they're able to actually create strong relationships with their countries and even the host countries through importation and exportations. This topic, it opens up um, really vast areas of thinking and maybe also a little philosophical because the goal of being an entrepreneur is to be successful, to have success. And in, in your area, in, in your studies, uh, what is your definition or what, is, what are the, the targets you set for being successful? A success is measured and pursued differently, totally differently. We do set both short-term and long-term goals to achieve success. From an entrepreneurial gender perspective, it's when we use our actions to break down socially constructed barriers. And from the female migrant perspective, it's when we achieve innovativeness, autonomy, we take risks in exploring and exploiting host country resources, but also to proactively gain competitive advantage in the host country market environment. So we're glad it's not only numbers. Let's say it's, an, it, it's not an Excel file and it's more based. It's more <laughs> yeah, but it does not stop the female migrants to set long-term and short-term goals. Mm-hmm. Well, why uh, would it be beneficial to the host country to um, support female migrant entrepreneurs especially? So is it a good idea for a host country to support this? And if so, why? <laughs> I think when it comes to female migrant entrepreneurs, they look at um, entrepreneurship as a way of integrating themselves with the host country ecosystem. There is also job creation. There is also um, economic development. So to bridge that gap of income inequalities, I think female migrants, they're really playing a vital role. But there is also international trade. If we consider their home countries and the host countries, they're bridging that gap in international trade. And I think we should go ahead and support them due to the fact that they, they, do, they do contribute to the economic system of the host country. If we are able to harness the migrant activities, the world can be a better place. 
Yeah, I think it's it's an area that uh, that is definitely to be explored. Interviewing uh, um, people, knowing people, knowing stories. I think there's plenty of uh, things that maybe surprised you that that you discovered that you you didn't expect. Have you one example of that, maybe? To the female migrants, for me, I found a big gender gap, really a big gender gap, and this gender gap is evident not only for the immigrants, also to the global kind of perspective. According to the entrepreneurial report of 2019, 10.2% of women really are entrepreneurs, over quarters of men. Now, this gender gap is attributed to low entrepreneurial propensity by the female migrants, but it's also attributed to the cultural stereotypes and family factors. Now, that gender gap, it's vital because it does not only impact entrepreneurship, it also brings about income inequalities. And uh, I was really astonished, but I was rather encouraged that these women are just getting out of their comfort zones and they're going out and opening up their ventures, even with the little finances. Secondly, um, female migrants do embrace the ICT world. The fact that they've been able to embrace the ICT world and use digital tools to create pathways open and unlock markets, they've been able to somehow survive the pandemic. That was really <laughs> one of the most exciting of things that, that I got. It seems that you're very passionate about this area and also very savvy, so you seem to know a lot. So what is what is uh, this topic to you personally? Why are you interested personally so much uh, in this topic of migrant entrepreneurship and especially female migrant entrepreneurship? Yeah, <laughs> a very interesting question. I'm a migrant. And I am a woman. I do have my personal background as an international freight forwarder. Now, um, in 2012, I went to Turkey. 2012, that was when my country, I come from Uganda. That's when my country had opened its doors to the Turkish business route. I discovered that there was not much in, in terms of freight forwarding. And I think it's something that that could work out. I would open this corridor for Ugandan traders. That's when I opened up um, a consulting company. But I was very naive because I did not understand the entrepreneurial code as a migrant woman who was just coming to venture into business. I had not done my background check. I had not done research and development. I really did not understand the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And when I came to France, I said, okay, now I've come to France, I can do drop shipping. I tried to help some of the women migrants uh, who are trying to ship their products from uh, from Uganda or from any other African country. My experience as a migrant has been very vital in my topic, but also my experience as a woman, because I know most of us are confronted with stereotypes, cultural hindrances. If we can go ahead and open those doors and say, okay, culture, you're there, but I can still take something from this, I can learn, I can adapt, I can be resilient. And I think that's very important. Wow, thank you very much, Eunice, because this was, <laughs> yeah, it was like a very interesting, Sorry. yeah, no, 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 it was a very interesting on the knowing side, but also on the, the personal side, which mm -hmm. is not um, 
guests here are not obligated to to share uh, that yeah, much of inspiring. this life. So thank you very much. And I think we we, we won't add any any questions because I think it's the, like the the perfect conclusion <laughs> of the of this episode, more or less, Gerald. Yes, it was a very inspiring story. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think I will end with a call to action. I do think that there is a need for policymakers to design policies that are inclusive and fit for female migrant entrepreneurs to open up their ventures, not only in the host countries, but also at the international level. There is need to create inclusive, strategic entrepreneurial ecosystem anchored in the host country national level that can help these female migrants to access entrepreneurial finance, startup capital, to reinforce entrepreneurial education, to support them in research and development, but also to make it easy when it comes to uh, the institutional barriers. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was, it was really a pleasure. And let's hope that also Arcus Alliance can uh, do something about the topic because we are like a big family improving and And we have an action line dedicated to entrepreneurship at universities. So exactly, exactly. But I think also universities play a vital role because there there is entrepreneurial education. It's it's time to make this education concrete. Yeah. It's time to have incubators that can actually produce concrete results, and the incubators should be inclusive. They should be inclusive. So let, let's let's wrap up all the messages here, and uh, I and, and I hope that this podcast will um, inspire maybe somebody who is uh, who is listening, and uh, let us know if that's the case. Thank you very much again, Eunice Cascant from Lyon. You're welcome, it's been uh, a pleasure. And thank you. <laughs> and of course, thank you, Gary, as always. Yeah, it was a fun uh, episode as always, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to catching up with all of you soon here at Arcus Knowledge Build. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcus Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcus-alliance.eu.